Welcome to Frequencies, a podcast focusing on the diversity of the arts and cultural sector across Europe and beyond. I'm Maya Weisinger with Culture Action Europe. Each episode of Frequencies highlights an artist, artwork, or cultural initiative that is focused on impacting and transforming communities. In this episode, we spotlight Cassetna, a digital platform seeking to preserve the cultural heritage of communities affected by conflict and displacement. Cassetna was founded in London in 2013 in response to the conflict in Syria. The organization originally sought to reframe the narrative of those being displaced through the practice of sharing stories. The organization encouraged Syrians of all backgrounds and denominations to capture their memories, producing a rich archive of different stories. Today we get a glimpse into how Cassetna uses storytelling in its many forms in order to protect cultural heritage. I spoke with Sarah Barker, who volunteers her time to write articles and manage Cassetna's digital content. Uh, so my name is Sarah Barker. Um, I'm originally from the UK, but I currently live in the Netherlands. And I work uh, as a volunteer for Cassetna. I monitor their digital content as well as editing interviews and doing interviews myself. I also write journal articles for Cassetna as we're trying to work our way into the academic sphere. Cassetna is a digital platform um, that tells the stories of those who have been displaced from Syria or within Syria. We do our best to tell their stories and promote their stories and promote their work, um, keeping our opinions out of it and keeping political opinion out of it. And we sort of are moving into advocacy and outreach. We are a volunteer basis. We operate from all over the world at the moment. We also involve Syrians themselves where they would like to be involved. We have people located in Syria that edit our website and edit our video visual content for us as well and we also strive to make sure that a lot of our or as much as possible of our content is translated into Arabic as well as English and we would love to get that into more languages in the near future we hope. Sarah says that Cassetna works with musicians, artists, photographers, poets, all sorts of individuals who are making their way in new environments. The archive of stories range from remembering the scent of orange and jasmine on Damascus streets to sending job applications amongst the backgammon players in coffee shops. These stories are recorded and presented with an awareness of the individual identity, inclusivity, and diversity within the rhetoric of refugee narratives to provide a space for the assortment of cultures that have come to physically inhabit Syria. Gisetna's intention has always prioritized providing individuals with the space to explore their own sense of belonging and identity. Sarah says that Gisetna does their best to promote these individuals' work at their own events, as well as events in the community, to broaden the spread of stories and connections. We are trying to create it as a digital archive um, that will make sure that these forms of intangible heritage are protected for the future generations and potentially 
with the way of the world at the moment, I think that might become a reality for many countries that they may need a similar platform that works to protect their, you know, their art and how life was and how life has been recorded. Storytelling, says Sarah, is the fundamental aspect of Syrian identity and culture, which Kassetna hopes to support in the promotion of their international virtual community. Over the past few years, Kassetna has fostered a worldwide community of volunteers, brought together with the goal of protecting Syrian oral heritage. As well as recording memories, Kassetna acts as a platform for outreach, advocacy, community involvement and research. This means that they actively contribute to collaborations such as the UNESCO Unite for Heritage project and have also produced their own storytelling workshops. Oral storytelling is such an important part of Syrian customs and traditions. So we really want to try and protect that in in as many ways as possible. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, it meant that most of our work had to go online. So at first we began with trying to bring together Syrians to interview each other. Um, and then create stories and tell the stories and put them put them online. That isn't always possible with, with the timeframes that we have, but we do our best to speak to Syrians themselves and allow it to be very natural. You know, whatever they want to tell us, we will record it. We have nice conversations and we tell beautiful stories. takes me back to one one story that we have of a lady who found herself living in the Netherlands and she talks all about how she was making Syrian food and integrating Dutch customs within within the within the food that she was making and it's a beautiful story about how you know it's resilience in a way she she's taking these customs from her from her previous existence uh, and her previous life and integrating them within within this new European society that she finds herself you know and she was learning Dutch and she was doing her best and I think often majority of the time in my experience it's it's a positive you know people people are positive that they are able to to live in these new in these new locations and they feel they feel welcomed I think it's just as we're moving into you know decades you know we have new generations that will grow up and have never known you know the countries that their parents were born in and that sort of dynamic of how how do we move forward in this intercultural way. Kisetna also features the work of individual artists, writers, actors, and others living and working in the diaspora through their InFocus project. InFocus has highlighted many different profiles over the past three years during the pandemic by bringing Syrians together remotely for conversations on their pasts and futures. These conversations feature a variety of individuals from cultural producers like Jumana Al-Yasiri, who curated the first World Music Festival in Damascus, to Dima Orsho, 
a soprano singer who performs across the world as a singer and composer. In 2021, Kisetna began working with Ibrahim Muslimani, a musician born in Aleppo, Syria, who, throughout his career, started collecting musical heritage at risk of disappearing, focusing on music that is passed down orally, rare rhythms, musical manuscripts, and records. He has risen to be a successful and established musician and finds himself now in Gaziantep, Turkey, a new community where the difference between languages have been the basis for deepening his work as a musician. In 2009, Ibrahim co-founded the Nefes Foundation for Culture and Arts to bring together the diverse community living in Gaziantep, creating a hub of education and musicianship. Kisetna will work closely with Nefes Foundation to highlight their work with over 250 students from age 5 to 65. حتى في الألبوم إحنا يلا عنا واحد من طلابنا اللي بلش ومانا بعرفين وسبعتاعش وعمره هلا هلا عمره سبعتاعش سنة وعنا أم عبد اللي هي مطلابنا واللي عمرها خمستين سنة. Yes, في الألبوم نفسه في هدول. And Ibrahim is saying one of the students that we started with them in this pilot project in 2017, uh, he is now 17 years old and he is now a member also of Nawa Band. Uh, so we have those mixed group that started from a student that he was 13 years old and now he's 17. Uh, as a member of this of this um, band, up to Khalim uh, Abdo, which we call Khalim Abdo, uh, which is which is uh, like she's uh, 65 years old. So all of these uh, different uh, characters and different backgrounds and different age groups, uh, you will we 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 were uh, really keen to have them all represented in in, in the work that we are producing. They have this this slogan of two languages, one nefes, and I thought, you know, it's such a it's such a valuable example of how art can support people in making these new connections and reconnecting the old with 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 the new existence that they find themselves in. And he's making a he was producing an album last year, which they which they pushed out. Um, I think in the end in September they they published it, and he was taking all of these different pieces of music, some religious, non-religious, some pieces that have never been recorded before. You know, so this is really completely intangible heritage. And he was recording them with his band and with individuals in, in Gaziantep in the middle of COVID, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. He's got these musicians somehow coming in and making this album and putting it together. And I think there was 40 something pieces. And all he said was that he wanted it to be a gift for Syrians everywhere.
What are some of the challenges that Kasetna faces in this work? I think the biggest uh, difficulty now is just um, with the translation for us, because we operate predominantly online and in our own time. It can take a while to to get backwards and forwards with the with the translation, and then you know, which would it would be lovely if we can involve more more people that speak Arabic and all Syrians themselves, just to be able to to tell those stories honestly and and as truthfully as can be. We really want to take the time, and we'd rather take the time to make sure it's right, which can mean a lot of back and forth <laughs> uh, between between languages. What is the future of Gassetna's work? I think to continue what we're doing. I think I would like it if we stayed truthful and we held some integrity in our work. You know, it's easy to to want to include absolutely everybody and to want to take on every single opportunity because that's often the way with a small organization. You know, we get a lot of opportunities from here and here and here, and it's important that we stay true to our to our roots. At the end of the day, I think we have a lot of potential ideas coming up. We, we are hoping to do a Syrian film symposium in London in, in the future. We, you know, we're constantly getting different, different sources of stories, different people that want to be involved, everything like that. And we always have a rolling volunteer program. So I think in the time, in a time of change and in a time of now cultural heritage becoming quite a hot topic, I hope that we, we stay true to, to our roots and we stay true to the people who have, who have told us their stories and chosen to share share with us. How do you position Kassetna's work in a wider movement, such as at the policy level? The different programs that the EU put forward to protect cultural heritage, which is what Kassetna is all about. You know, we're about protecting cultural and oral intangible heritage. Um, and when you're looking at the kind of discourse that is promoted and, and, and pushed by the EU, programs. It's often a lot about diversity and a lot about integration and all these kind of words that are used. And you have to wonder to what extent do does the EU consider those that have been displaced within the EU? Because that's a you know there's 84 million people worldwide displaced currently. And I think a lot of the, the EU policy that goes forward protects the EU identity. And I think a reality of our world now living in the EU is that, you know, we have these displaced individuals as part of our communities as well. And how do we integrate when you're talking about integration, when you're talking about diversity, do, is, are those people considered? And I think if in a way through the work we do, we support their voices and we just give them a platform, you know, we don't want to interpret their voices. We don't want to manipulate their voices. We simply act as a vessel that they can use. To, to, share their, to share their histories and to share their, their oral traditions. And I wonder if that, you know, these, these smaller voices can be considered at a, at a larger level later down the line, if it would be possible. Um, I think, you know, particularly with the situation in Ukraine at the moment, and we're finding a lot of Ukrainians on, in, our, in our communities, in our environments, um, I think it's important to consider their, their opinions and their identities within this, this EU rhetoric and how we, we find a, a balance between both with the EU identity and also the identity of these people who have been displaced. Sarah also talks about the importance of promoting multilingualism at a policy level, saying that in speaking to a lot of the artists in their network, they often hear that newcomers feel invisible or isolated from their communities once they arrive, and language plays a big role in this. 
She says that it's important that we recognize the reality of our future in regards to people becoming part of new communities, and that this requires a consideration around how multilingualism is becoming more and more part of how we coexist. I think it's important to to be respectful with the way that with the way that these histories are handled, and that can't be lost with with this becoming a common occurrence. Despite the fact that so many populations might be moved or displaced, we need to honor the individual. And I hope that that will, I hope that that will continue. Throughout this episode, you have heard music from Maya Youssef, Dima Orsho, The Nefes School, and Nawa Band. To find this music, as well as stories, videos, and explore the digital archive that is Kisetna, click on the link in the description. Gassetna has also written a contribution for Amplify Make the Future of Europe Yours, Culture Action Europe's project that brings underrepresented voices within the cultural sector to EU decision makers. You can read it on the Culture Action Europe website. I'm Maya Weisinger, and we'll see you next time. Frequencies is a podcast that explores arts and cultural initiatives that seek to impact and transform communities near and far. Each episode features the work, voices, and experiences of artists and cultural workers across Europe and beyond. Frequencies, a production of Culture Action Europe, lives at the intersection of culture and politics by focusing on the power cultural practices and agents have in nurturing inclusive, open, diverse, fair, and democratic societies.